Welcome to Stiefel's Sightlines Podcast, focusing each week on a topic or two important to investors. Greetings and welcome to the Sightlines Podcast. This is Michael O'Keefe, Stiefel's Chief Investment Officer. Uh, you know, this in this episode, I want to get into basically tensions in Taiwan. So U- U.S.-China tensions and then China and Taiwan tensions and kind of what's happening there and really with an idea of where, where might things go, what might happen with Taiwan. Now, I, I always think it's important, um, I find it helpful to kind of take a look at the histo- history uh, in a situation like this. So I, I took the opportunity to dive in just a, a little bit on the history of Taiwan. And, and basically, you know, uh, it, it was sort of born out of conflict in the first half of the 20th century, roughly, as of between 1927 and 49. Essentially, there there was um, the Republic of China, uh, sort of uh, in conflict uh, with the Chinese Communist Party, and essentially engaged in a civil war, uh, you know, up until 1949, and, and then the uh, the Communist Party basically gained control for, in 49 and established uh, the People's Republic of China, and. That led to the leadership of the Republic of China fleeing to go to the island of Taiwan. And, and since then, since the early 1950s, uh, they've established Taiwan. And, uh, and, and if you will, it's sort of all unofficial. It's a standoff uh, with China not really uh, uh, acknowledging uh, the Taiwanese government as a legitimate government. And so there's been conflict there. Um, and they basically um, uh, had a ceasefire um, roughly 1979, I think, but no official uh, peace treaty. So, you know, the, the China's basically official view of Taiwan is that it's a renegade uh, province. And uh, President Xi there, China's president, has uh, essentially said that, quote, reunification, end quote, with Taiwan, quote, must be fulfilled, end quote. And so, you know, bottom line is there's this tension there. Now, now, interestingly, they, they're economic partners, trading partners, right? And so when we look, for example, at Taiwan's exports, uh, 30% of those go to mainland China, and that accounts for about 12% of Taiwan's GDP. So it's a pretty significant trading partner. Uh, and we also know, uh, importantly, and I think this has a big impact on uh, kind of tensions and where things are going, is that technology is a very important sector in Taiwan, you know, notably um, with Taiwan producing, you know, more sophisticated semiconductors, right, and and sort of being a a world provider of of semiconductors. So all that's going on. Then then we have basically uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi visit recently. That sort of caused people to refocus on it. Uh, It it, uh, certainly aggravated China. Um, but really, um, the, these sort of recent tensions go back actually to 2016. So that was the election of um, President Chai Ing-wing and her Democratic Progressive Party. So essentially, uh, there was another summit, I think, in 1992, where there's uh, uh, the idea of one country, two systems operating uh, in terms of China and Taiwan but she basically rejects uh, that sort of, I don't know, informal agreement that was 
in theory, reached at the 1992 summit. Um, and, and, and essentially is out there, you know, essentially saying uh, that uh, she doesn't, uh, you know, agree to all that. That has China frustrated. They, as a result, they've suspended uh, sort of different kinds of cross-strait communications, uh, mainland visits uh, from, uh, from China to Taiwan. And uh, there's been an increase really in military patrols, bombers, fighter jets, surveillance uh, around and over Taiwan, but more importantly, in the wake of that 2016 election, more so than Speaker Pelosi's recent visit. So um, it does beg the, a couple of questions. One is, what's the U.S. Uh, position? What, what's our position? And, you know, I'd say it's uh, our, our focus is peace and stability. So, you know, I think Taiwan is a pretty important trading partner for us as well, and an important uh, part of the world supply chain as it relates to semiconductors. And so, we kind of want the status quo to just be maintained, right? Um, and and in that, we are not formally recognizing Taiwan's independence. Um, and China also hasn't said they won't um, invade, right? That they won't try to reunify Taiwan through force. But uh, then one final kind of negative is uh, that the U.S., uh, or negative phrasing, U.S. has not said that we, we wouldn't... Uh, you know, support Taiwan and defend Taiwan. So there, there's a sort of open question if China invades, what are we going to do? Um, now, that's also influenced by essentially a wave of increased support from the U.S. to, to Taiwan. So we know that uh, when Trump was first elected, so when as he was president-elect, he spoke uh, with President Xi by telephone ahead of his inauguration and that was really the highest level contact between the two sides since 1979. Um, he also had a, sort of facilitated support, you know, essentially selling more than $18 billion in military equipment uh, there. And then President Biden essentially invited Taiwanese representatives to his inauguration. So it's sort of like these positive signals from the U.S. that were supportive. Now, I mentioned that Taiwan is an important uh, sort of component of the global economy. Now, they only represent about 1% of global GDP, but as mentioned, uh, and it's really anchored in Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, TSMC, essentially uh, w one of the world's most, um, uh, you know, biggest producers of semiconductors, um, and uh, they produce a lot. So they're really, really important to technology supply chains. Okay, so that's the punchline here, the kind of the big question is, where do we go from here? Is war inevitable? And essentially, I think uh, the general view is um, that things aren't going to uh, occur soon. There's sort of one camp of thinking um, that says, hey, we, we might see something happen over the next decade. Uh, but then there's another uh, set of experts that are really more focused on 2049, uh, where China... Uh, President Xi has said, hey, we've got the quote-unquote Chinese dream um, that China will become a fully developed nation by then, by 2049, which is the 100th anniversary of the founding of the People's Republic. And so, you know, um, there's sort of this view that, hey, maybe this will come to a head uh, in advance of that anniversary. In any event, uh, our view in the, in the very near term uh, somewhat near term is that we don't see an invasion as being imminent we don't think China wants to kind of disrupt uh, Ch uh, Taiwan's important role in terms of the global technology economy. And, you know, 
probably goes without saying that they've got to be watching the world's response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And so we just think uh, that it's not likely that China would, would actually invade Taiwan. We do think, though, that their tone uh, will remain pretty aggressive and that tensions will remain elevated, right? So we have to be mindful that risks are, in fact, higher. Anyway, so that's what we wanted to get to. We, we, with all this focus on Taiwan recently, we wanted to kind of zoom in, take a, look, a quick look at the history, sort of what's the global uh, economic framework and what are the risks. And, and again, we're mindful that risks are up a little bit, but we don't think an invasion uh, is imminent. So thanks so much for listening to this episode, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks again for listening to Stiefel's Sightlines. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to automatically receive each week's podcast in your feed.